0: Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel Coming to you every day
1: Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me Joe Yule and I believe, actually, Susie, that we last spoke on episode number 48, um, which I can't actually believe um, was, you know, two whole years ago. Um, And we've now passed 100 episodes. And you just um, produced, or in the middle of um, warming up to produce The Art of Creativity, Seven Powerful Habits to Unleash Your Potential, your brand new book that came out last summer. And, you know, that came out, um, you know, directly in the middle of obviously all the chaos of 2020 and and some personal chaos of your own as well. So can you just tell us, you know, first up, how you managed to produce a book in the middle of last year when I think everybody else had had the kind of creativity sapped out of their lives and um, clearly that just wasn't the case for you which is nothing short of a miracle in fact there was a
0: miracle in the mix there was a miracle in the mix um the book got commissioned sometime before I got ill and then I got cancer brain cancer actually and um it made me highly creative plus we had a pandemic so we didn't realize at the time but creativity was a thing that everyone was leaning into couldn't go out couldn't go shopping couldn't do your normal stuff and socialize You're at home, and what is there to do? There's reading, writing, creativity. And creativity had this boom. Mm -hmm. So I was right on time, except all the shops were shut. So we had to do, I had to learn very fast how to do online stuff, which I did. Um, So it was amazing. And I was actually right. I actually wrote a lot of it while I was recovering from brain cancer. And I was high as a kite in many ways. But something happened, my filters Kind of released, and I just got like incredible um, inspiration and connection, and I couldn't stop writing. And the editor, my wonderful editor at Ryan Spring, was like, "This is really there's a lot of words here, but anyway, um, we created a beautiful little book on creativity. It's a nice, sort of pocket size, small one with all all you need to know really about how to get unstuck. And given what's gone on globally for the last two years it's perfect timing
1: absolutely and you know that's inspiring in itself to think that you kind of were given that diagnosis and that fired up your creativity Mm -hmm. I think you know everybody gets given that piece of news we've had other guests on the podcast Mm -hmm. as well as yourself Alex um, Gray being one of them who recovered from breast cancer naturally and I think you know a lot of people get that piece of news and they just go down understandably the rabbit hole they freak out and they panic and they think you know this could be the end but Mm -hmm. i'm interested to to understand a bit more about how you then kind of channeled was that your only way to kind of know how to deal with things
0: well my life has been about learning about mind technology and what i found is that you have to be positive what you think about you create Mm -hmm. your words really words are really powerful thoughts are really powerful our actions are really powerful so i knew all this been teaching it for years So when I got ill, I knew that I couldn't have people talking downbeat, negative, oh, what is... And the doctors really wanted to talk to me. Statistically, it's very unlikely you're going to survive. One guy said to me, you've got three weeks. Write a will, get your family here. Like, don't hang around. Not in a week's time, get them here now. So it was... I had a lot of negativity around me. So I pushed every positivity button I had, Mm. and uh, it worked. I mean, here I am three years later. Mm. So I think... I understood on an experience level, on a heart level, how important it is to think a positive game. Think about what you do want. Don't think about the scary possibilities. And of course, in this pandemic, we're loaded on news feeds and all our feeds about fear, scary things. So it's going to send you into this spin, unless you're very clever and stand up and notice what's happening. It can send people and is sending people into a A spin of fear. So my work is about sharing the power of being positive. People go, oh, you you know, you're just painting everything pink and making it all sound good and stuff. But no, I'm about facing troubles. And I've had my own troubles. I was given, you know, a death sentence. So it feels good that I can say what I say because people can't say to me, well, you don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. I do. I've been through it. I've been like at the end of, this is the end of your life. Mm -hmm. But I managed to find inspiration and creativity. I couldn't stop writing. It's great to have a thing that inspires you. If you're going through rough times and tough times and you're in the tumble dryer of life and you feel like, oh my God, and I know many people feel like that. And I, I really, that's why I feel it's important to talk about the work that I do is because Because when we're in a tumble dry, we need techniques, we need answers, and we need a crutch, and we need ideas about how to climb out. And for me, one of the best ways, and one of the great ways, is leading your thoughts, managing your thoughts, and getting into something that you're passionate about. Could be cooking, dancing, singing, reading—doesn't matter. Creativity. Just do. When you get into that, then your mind can focus on something more uplifting than the scary news. I did a a news interview the other day on BBC World and they put me on five minutes before to listen to the news before they queued me in and I was like oh (laughs) Were you still
1: alive by the time they went live?
0: (laughs) Honestly it was like so dreary and Mm. desperately sad and fearful and I thought if I listened to this every day I would be hardwired to be fearful Mm. I'd be hardwired to anxiety and I'd be hardwired to no hope. Mm don't do it and I was in a news show so I couldn't actually say it, and then they
1: said what do you recommend Could you, you turn that off please? Turn the news off!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth of it it's like mm. be aware that when we nourish ourselves mm. with food ideas things that are on our eyeballs every day movies watch mm. things that uplift you don't watch stuff that makes you feel down mm.
1: I have to confess that I you know went back to my old journalism career during uh, that whole period for two two and a bit years I was news reading every day 30 yeah. news stories yeah. for Google Audio and it was like churning that out. You know, I tried, I think it took me a year to understand that actually ingesting that mm. every day was a disaster. And I was yeah. not just feeling flat because of the circumstances and being stuck in various different countries around the world. So I was in India when it all began, but I really understood that. If I didn't find a technique, as you say, to block that out of my actual Mm. consciousness and just to filter it straight in and straight out without Mm. it actually kind of deeply Mm. going into my psyche, I feel like that was the only way that I could really continue to do that job and... You know, actually now I do feel like that was just a you know, it was just a passing phase and it was needed in that period. But, you know, that news really at the beginning was just sucking me really sucking me dry yeah. of my happiness and yeah. it was very complicated to unravel how to be able to do that job without it personally affecting me. Yeah. And um I did find a way, but it, it really took quite a lot of time to use that filtration process of you know, compartmentalizing and not letting it go any further than that. So I think, you know, obviously cutting out the news is a great way to to maintain creativity and flow and inspiration. But also, yeah, I think the people we surround ourselves oh, with, that's, that's number massive. one. Yeah. Did your hospital room have a guest list? Yeah. <laughs> your name's not Dan, you're not coming in.
0: If anyone was telling a bad story or making, pulling it down, I would ask them to leave. And also doctors who kept telling me the worst news. I said, I don't really want to hear your statistics. And my brother said, you've got to face facts. I said, no, I'm creating my own facts here. I'm going to create my reality here. I wish because, I'd been your doctor. Yeah, I mean, they, they just didn't know how to, what to do with me. And I said, I just don't want to hear any bad news. And at the end of it, they, you know, they, they were, they, you know, they, they've got their medical model to work with and they've got to give you he said well we have to give you this information and I said I don't want it Mm. you know and also like a friend of mine who's a song singer and songwriter and got a really famous song which is depressing and he Mm. said he realised you know he was every time he went live he was singing this hit everyone (laughs) wanted to hear the hit but it was bringing him down Mm. The words we think about yeah. have strong energy. We have to really... And I think we're becoming more aware of this. We're living in an energetic universe. Our We've got our conscious mind, our unconscious mind that's really powerful. And we're made of matter. Everything, this desk, this mic, everything has... Um, uh, we're, it, we're working in a form-based universe. So we have to really be aware of who we hang out with. Mm -hmm. Um, and the kind of vibrations and frequencies around Mm -hmm. us and that's food it's ideas it's conversations it's Mm -hmm. all of these things it's Mm -hmm. really really important to curate that and make it really good Mm -hmm. you can feel people say well how do I know when someone's um, you know not the high you know high frequency or positive how you feel you know if you get drained we all have friends who are drainers you you know when you're going to see them you're going to come away feeling depleted and go Mm -hmm. oh no so Notice how people make you feel Mm. and do a good job yourself about making one of the most important things we can do right now in the middle of a pandemic is to get good feelings and bring ourselves up Mm. and breathe and take care of ourselves. It's interesting, I've been doing a lot of work this week about New Year's resolutions, and a lot of times it came even the producer was doing the TV, the news TV show. I said to him, What's your New Year's resolutions? He said, Well, um, to put myself forward, centre, and, and stop p- people-pleasing. And so many people have said this to me this week, that I'm a people-pleaser and I feel exhausted because all I'm doing is going around sorting everyone else out. You know, as a mom, that happens a lot in families and all the rest of it, at work, you know, we're constantly... Doo-doo-doo. But the best thing you can do to keep your cup full is look after yourself first, mm-hmm. then you're you're strong to be able to help all those around you Mm. there's no point in depleting yourself because you're no good to anybody when you feel depleted and exhausted
1: absolutely and i think you know one of the things that i was just listening to actually uh, that you were talking about with uh, ricky lake on your podcast series conversations with susie pearl if anyone wants to check that out it's a great series and it was obviously created around this book that you put together And, you know, when you said that you got over the brain cancer, one of the symptoms of that in the aftermath, obviously, was that you were a bit forgetful. And and I think a lot of people in this January period, particularly after sort of, you know, downing tools and taking that time out for themselves, are feeling like just like their whole brain is like full of mush and cotton wool and they can't quite get back to that high cognitive function, you know, that we had before Christmas. And I think it was just so interesting what you said to Ricky, which I loved you know, along the lines of that, basically, well, why do I need to keep remembering what's, you know, what happened last time we met, or, you know, we're just always living in the now and what's coming next. And I think that's the only way we can be right now. And I really love that
0: yeah with brain cancer I lost my memory big chunks of my memory and I turned that around to be a good thing Mm. I'm very present you know I'm here now with you I'm not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or what have I got to do later I'm not thinking about that I'm present Mm. and being present is one of the greatest gifts you can give to someone helps your relationships helps you listen be a better listener and um it's less scary (laughs) than thinking about you know what's going to happen in the future we don't know and don't so don't think about it just Mm. be here now
1: I mean, I've, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of podcasts with authors um, like yourself, and you know, I'm, I'm wondering when you were writing the book, was the podcast series inspiration for the book, or the or the other way around?
0: Well, I remember I was having a conversation with my very dear friend Jasmine Hemsley, who's the TV chef and author. Um, Ayurvedic food is her thing and wellness is her thing. She's a wonderful person and we've been friends for many, many years and we were chatting away about something brilliant. And I said, Jazz, I, you know, so many people would love to hear what we're talking about right now. And then ding, this little light bulb went off in my head and i thought yeah you know we should record these conversations and then put them out so that other people can enjoy them as well because i'm really enjoying this conversation i'm mm-hmm. learning a lot from jazz mm-hmm. um let's record it and that was that gave birth to this wonderful Series with, and I began with David Lynch, who's just such a great storyteller mm. and an amazing, beautiful man. Mm. And I'm, I'm passionate about meditation, I have been for a long time, TM meditation. And he set up a whole foundation to get TM meditation out to the world. Personally, I think it's one of the greatest tools for us to get through this period. If someone says to me, You know, what can I do? Number one, start meditating. And people go, I haven't got time, I get bored, I, I you know, I lose interest. <laughs> Fine. But actually if you check it out and you check out the what it does to your brain, mm. if you actually take three minutes to see that mm. and, and read about that, you will be motivated to do it regularly. Mm. And I it changed my world. I was having a meltdown running a big PR agency in London, a celebrity PR agency. And I was worn out. I was exhausted, had a broken relationship, a young baby, and it was just exhausting. Mm. And it saved my life. You know, I was that level. It Mm. saved my life. So uh, I'm committed to that. And and I talked to David and we did a podcast and and it grew from there. People loved that podcast. Mm. And um, it's Mm. just talking to interesting people about interesting topics. It's nothing more fun than that.
1: I think, you know, taking that, Pause between, you know, projects or pause just for yourself, just to switch everything else off and you on. And I think it's, you know, I don't know that many creatives actually that don't meditate. Um, I am actually, you know, I'm a bit of an avoider, but when I get back into the flow of doing it, and I see the benefits unfold in other areas of my life, then I realize and remember how important that is. Back. You do get great
0: ideas. Your calm, you, your mind relaxes and goes calm. It's great for treating anxiety. It's great for making you more creative. I get brilliant ideas in meditation, or meditation could be walking in nature. You know, yeah. just zoning out, not not having podcasts necessarily. You know, just being with nature or just being quiet. Taking some quiet time, I do it every day, twice a day. Um, and David said, "I've meditated for 41 years." And I said, "Wow! When did you learn?" He said, "11 a.m. on July." That you know, he knew exactly when it was and how many years it was. It's a game changer. And if you want to put a spark in your life and get unstuck, get rid of stress, it's a great stress buster. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. You just have to show up. That's the dedication. It is and the commitment is showing up and finding a bit of space in in your day but the thing is you own your time mm-hmm. no one else does I mean I know we've got work you know the work mm-hmm. and you might have bosses and dah, dah, dah. but essentially you can write your own script write your own routine strip script And when you do that, when you get mindful about your daily habits Mm -hmm. and your routines, and when you make little baby switches and changes and little small steps, your world changes, your life changes Mm -hmm. by making good decisions about what are my routines. And this is a great time of year to do that. Sit down and go, what do I want? What do I want to do? Make tiny little incremental steps to get where you want to go. The scary thing is, Joe, most people don't know where they want to go and what they want to do. So first thing, sit down and think. Think about that. And then, secondly, put some time in, put some you time in your diary. Mm. And once you start giving yourself some nourishment, some time, and and some space, Mm. your life will just transform. And if you stop, if we all stop being so busy, And wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, I've been so busy today. You know, it's a badge of honor. It's not actually, it's a rubbish way to spend your life. <laughs> I can tell you from someone who had three weeks left to live, that sharpens the mind about what you're going to do every day. If you've mm. got three weeks left, what are you going to do? You're going to mess around talking to toxic people or mm. listen to loads of news? No, don't do that. Mm. You know, make it more fun. Have fun every day. Laugh every day. Help people. Give some time to people that, or, mm. or projects that, are good for you and the world Mm. you know just think about it's about managing our life we're very good at managing work and managing lots of juggling this that and the other but when it comes to life design let's get really good at that
1: I think the clue really is in the name, like transcendental meditation to be able to transcend the chaos of the mind and check out and take that space for yourself to, you know, reconsider exactly as you just said, you know, what it is that you do want. And I think, you know, you get better and better and better and better at that every day that you, as you said, show up and practice and check out and take that little, Mm -hmm. little tiny gap, you know, the little pause in between the doing um, I definitely have a doing disease I realized over Christmas yeah, I'm like <laughs> do, do. And, and, and suddenly like a lot of people
0: felt all over the place over Christmas because suddenly you don't have the structure to lean on mm. and when you take that structure that everyday busy structure where you're left with your life and for many people that feels awkward and feels like somehow not right or not aligned so it's good to take some downtime and um, I do coaching calls on Patreon to get people to, you know, to create this sense of let's organize things so that we can have a much better life. It's all possible. Mm-hmm. And it begins with self-organization. It begins with planning yeah. and putting together... I mean, you wouldn't build a house or if we, if you moved into a new house, you wouldn't just say, oh, i just put a load of things, just dump a load of things in the front room and that's it. Mm-hmm. You'd organize it. Mm-hmm. You'd have a place for your cookery things. You'd have a place for your clothes your bathroom, you'd make it smell nice and have nice bath things in it. Organize your life and it gets much better. It's a much nicer place to live in your life if you've organized it Mm. and spent some time realizing that putting yourself center stage is the way to go.
1: Mm. I mean, absolutely. There's nothing is going to get worse by making time for yourself and prioritizing, Mm. um, you know, that sense of self, which We've all lost, I think, over the last couple of years. It's, it's so easy to veer off the off the path because, yeah, you need extra extra little lifts here and there yeah, to keep you, you need, going. And you I extra
0: think extra TLC, and we all do. We need extra. I mean, th- no hugging, no kissing, all this. I mean, a few people have come up to me today and said, "Oh, happy New Year!" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not hugging right now because, you know, I ch- that's my ch- you know I've chosen to just to say you know stay stay." that way Um, so we're in we're feeling a bit undernourished with love and cuddles and touch and all that sort of thing it's it's a weird weird time
1: even just that awkward moment of oh are you you hugging are you hugging and it's just like oh uh, one step forward two steps back you know I've hugged two people since I walked through the door this morning and they did exactly that thing and I was like gotta gotta tell you just came off a plane got diverted to Palma sat on the tarmac for two hours with a plane full of unmasked people and still hugged me anyway but you know it's not about that it's just about that awkward scenario of like our normal contact with people has gone out the window I mean I did ask you are you comfortable sitting this close to me in this Mm. environment I've had to have you know tests to go and interview people Mm. to be able to even you know be allowed in the same room as them Mm. buy a mic stand buy four to two meter cables you know Mm. and really my whole world has changed in terms of my you know profession Mm. so it's it is weird and it is developing but it's also changing and again you have to keep adapting and keep moving Mm. and keep being able to change and I think that that's something that's also developing in our you know general state of being is that we we are on our toes permanently because nothing is you know nothing is mapped out anymore it's all very uncertain
0: and the flip side of that is because of that uncertainty and the fact many of us have got a blank page at the moment if you're suddenly home unexpectedly and you've got you know you've got more time you haven't got got 10 days (laughs) (laughs) then it's a good time for a reset it's a good time to think about what I want to bring in now and, you know, maybe learn something new, learn how to play an instrument or learn a language or whatever it is you've been thinking about. Now's a great time to use this time and flip it and go, okay, it's not what we expected, but how can this work for me? How am I going to make this work? The whole world is in reset. Everything is changing. Work methods are changing, everything. Mm -hmm. So we have this gap in between of infinite potentiality really. Mm -hmm. So we could look at it that way. Instead of moaning about it, let's have a look. I know it's very sad for many people. I'm not belittling that at all. But we do have a gap of now where great change is possible. And I would say let's make it really good change. And I know a lot of people are looking at the big level of governments, how things are run in society, what changes can we make? Because boy, we need to make some changes. Things are broken whether it's the financial world, political world, uh, the leaders and so on, there's a lot of things not working. So we need to make some changes. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is really highlighting to people that change is necessary. I think one of the best changes that has come from this conversation that's glaringly obvious is that Cancer patients shouldn't be told you've only got X and Y and Z left and that this is, you know, this is your stats. Yeah. You know, they should have a, they a therapist. That, me, they love telling me the stats of how unlikely I would survive.
0: They loved it. Mm. And I had to just literally put my hand in their face and go yeah, to stop. But,
1: but surely to have the immediate, you know, person in the aftermath of that kind of news is somebody who's going to is gonna lift you up and, you know, give you the, the positive side of the flip coin. What, what are the, you know, infinite possibilities that still exist in that realm of mm. uncertainty? Certainty. Um and I find that I find that tragic to hear that that's that's how that unfolds yeah. and obviously it's not something I've been through personally but very close friends of my mine are and and still are yeah. you know going through that process yeah. and it's 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 devastating to see that slippery slope and it's not helped by as you said the people in the Mm. immediate circle just like in all of our lives you Mm. have to surround yourself with people that are gonna you know at least highlight the possibility and i think you know the possibilities to create in these times you know to boost our immunity is something that no one is talking about i love this idea the nutrition no one's talking
0: about the real things that will make you better and that is taking stress out of your life Mm. Um, really taking stress out and and that's a also a relationship that you have with the world and, and how you react to the world and learning how to calm it down. Stress is one of the leading reasons for disease and if we can eradicate stress we will see it a whole lot of healthier people wandering around nutrition is a big one you know nutrition i couldn't believe that i mean and the nhs and and all of these amazing medical places and the doctors are incredible what i was given to eat in hospital was shocking sugary biscuits very strong caffeine tea um food that hadn't was not alive it was dead as old boots and had been microwaved to death and no nutrients in it Mm. and we are we are what we eat you know and and to get over disease and illness you have to have really good nutrition Mm. I was lucky I've got like Jasmine Hemsley on my tail who was advising me and and people helping me with eating really well Um, and many people around me thought it was just an indulgence that I wanted to eat fresh organic food actually it's essential for health and if we are eating a lot of packaged processed colourful food full of, you know, E-numbers and, and nasties, and, or on our food it's covered in uh, insecticides and really poisonous things that kill insects, it's not going to do us any good. So we've got to really raise the flag on eating properly, mm-hmm. thinking properly, thinking nice things, eating well, sleeping, taking care of ourselves, getting out of stress, all of these things, are massive markers mm-hmm. on getting us and keeping us well.
1: I mean, 100%, I think food is definitely, you know, the number one place to begin, you know, not just for healing ourselves and recovering from this whole experience it's um you know it kind of bleeds over into healing the planet and yeah. the soil and localization and all these wonderful you know it just changes so many things for the better to take charge of our you know our nutrition and our food supply and where things come from and what they're treated with and you know and that's it's
0: interesting that this agenda is only just really recently coming up this interest in regenerative Farming, sustainability, Mm. organic food. It's only really getting on the map now. Um, And for many people, it's not on their map. So, you know, we've still got a big job to do, but I know there's a lot of people out there working really hard Mm. to raise awareness around this. It's so important. And for kids, let's start with kids, you know, teaching them how to grow food. Mm. Instead of, you know, learning about some abstract thing in history, which you could Google anyway, let's teach kids how to grow food, what's important, how to cook how to make nice food, and, and so on. It's going to change our world if we do
1: that. Well, I guess they can head to your podcast series, Conversations with Susie Pell, to check that out, which was made by Gavin Kingsley, if you are watching, from the radio department. Thank you. I finally got my ears around that um, this morning on the the Ricky Lake episode, and I think... I also wanted to talk about, you know, what she was saying specifically about the sad passing of her her partner, Christian. And I think, you know, the way that dealing with grief, which I think a lot of people are in various different forms at this moment in time, they're all going through that. And how, you know, how do you process grief to be able to get back on track, which it sounds like she's done an incredible job of. Mm-hmm. If she's if she's um, going to be getting married soon, and I think, you know, it's it's been really tough to to process a lot of um, emotions, which we're not used to doing as humans anyway. We're not very good at that. So I think, you know, what are your kind of how do you think you even begin to to get through that big dark cloud and emerge the other side?
0: Mm. Yeah, um, dealing with grief—it's a big topic of our time, and uh, a lot of people have had have to face that right now. Ricky has been a friend of mine for a long time and I knew Christian really well. And I was with her when she got the news of Christian's death. He took his own life. He had bipolar and strong mental health problems. Mm. And Ricky did an amazing job um, raising the flag on that and dealing with this real tragedy in her life. She was so in love and it was very, very sad. So She and I, I think, will be bonded forever from being through this story together. She's done a wonderful job in not avoiding it, but dealing with it head on. Um, And I think dealing with grief, we have to really connect into our own hearts and think about our connection with the world and, and think about the big questions of what is life about? What is going on here? And... What are our priorities and so on? And I think with with someone like... Ricky's now found a, a lovely new man and love in her life, Ross. And they got married at the weekend. So it's a great Aww, ending to love a love story. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. And she's inspiring now, you know, millions of people too. That love is possible. You can lose people and deal with that tragic grief, um, which flattened her. I mean, she was flattened. And she rose again and she found love and she's just got married. So it's a lovely, lovely story.
1: Mm. I like the fact that you know also what she said was that obviously you were a big part of that and and kind of you know helping her through it and process it and we were there for her but she also said that she feels like she's always been an oversharer her whole life and that's how I feel about myself at times and I think you know the fact that she was able to talk about it because that's what she does and that's also by being an oversharer, she became you know that became her job and she got paid you know well a lot of money for doing that and I think that's a beautiful thing that someone can be so open and so able to just say whatever's on their mind or you know the fact that you guys got into that you know within a couple of minutes of the mic being open mm-hmm. I was like okay she yeah. wants to talk about that and that's like kind of incredible because yeah. I don't think anybody sits there and really like spills their whole heart out you know on you know not just on their sleeve but just like literally in a big puddle on the floor and it was like I love that because I think it's really hard for people to do that. And some people find it so, so difficult. And other people, you know, are just not having this kind of restrictive block against, like, letting it all splurge out. Mm. And I think that's the beauty of that particular episode. It mm. was the only, the first one I've listened to, so I'm going to listen to the rest. But I thought, she's a great yeah, talker. it was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, she's a great talker. And she's, uh, you know, that, that comes with that is emotional intelligence. Mm. She was so emotionally intelligent that she knew how to grieve. And then she knew how to put her life back together again. And boy, she did. Mm. I mean, she's just living the dream mm. and um, in a beautiful way and you know the night before she found out I, she was in London doing um, X Factor and doing that whole showbiz entertainment thing come straight off the set and hit, get this bang walk into this wall of news so we were in London at the same time and she we were due to have breakfast and she called me up and said can you come over to my hotel room I said yeah sure we were due to be meeting anyway and I uh, said I need you to come over now and I could hear that something had happened, so I yeah, so I went over straight away, and she just let it out. But you know, when we ha- have got so much grief, we have to get it out. Mm-hmm. Some people are not able to do that, but get help to do it mm-hmm. because it's essential. Because. If we don't get it out and grieve and do the tears and cry and really address it, then it works at the cellular level in not a good way. And we end up with issues. Mm. So it's very Mm. important to get support and get people around you, friends who can help Mm. and professional people who can help as well.
1: I think you know it's just a beautiful way that she handled that and I, I yeah as I said I just loved the way that she was able to share so openly I think you know when you go through such a big I excuse my language but a storm let's call yeah. it a storm we don't need to say the other word but I feel like you know there has been a storm going on for a really long time and I think how do you when you've been through such big life-changing you know developments shall we say that we have all been in our own individual little bubbles um you know how what's the number one way you're gonna I mean I do believe that you know as you called your book the the art of creativity is an art form being creative isn't something that comes naturally to all people and it's like it's either something you work on or I think it's something that perhaps you were just like born with so how would you how would you say that that's something that you could work to become more expressive if you want to be writing or painting or podcasting or whatever you're going to do yeah for
0: me everyone is creative it gets Mm. bashed out of us Mm. when we're younger I mean, you look at kids, they're just like hands in the sand, making things. Look at my artwork, a little stick man with the face the wrong way round and bonky, bonky arms and legs. You know, <laughs> that we're naturally like that as kids. And then school and education kind of bash it out. You know, I was told not to go to any English class, classes at school because I would bring all the grades down because my writing was so appalling. And here I am, published author of loads of books. Oh. So um, don't believe what you're told, for starters. Mm-hmm. But I do... All my research shows that we, you know, human beings, are naturally creative. That's what we do, and it gets kind of pushed out of us somehow. Um, one of the things that uh, you know, dealing with these, dealing with these massive things that go on in life, like we were talking about Ricky's story. You know, when I one day I was in hospital and I I had this feeling that I was going to die, and I told the nurses I said, "Today I'm going to die, so I want you to keep an eye on me." I just had this real strong sense. And I'd been writing a book on intuition, so I'd really got keyed into my intuition. And they just laughed in my face, as you're not going to die, we've got you, you know, we'll, we'll look after you, we'll come in regularly to take your temperatures, we always do, da, da, da. Um, And what happened was, I went back to my room, started meditating, and I felt my spirit leaving my body. And I did actually die. And I got spun around the universe. I haven't told you this. I haven't told anyone, really. Um, but I had this thing called NDE, which is a near-death experience, where you leave your body, I left my body spun around saw what the other side looked like so I suddenly saw what happens when you die I had the white light the tunnel the whole lot I'm writing a book about this at the moment and and I came back and I was a completely different person I came back with a different operating software not only that I came back and the brain tumor was healed the doctor said to me we don't understand how this happened um the the scan from last week showed you had this massive t- tumor. The scan from today shows it's shrunk and it's there's no scar tissue. Um, and it, this was popping out my body. And and now I'm doing a lot of research for my new book about this thing of when you leave the body and come back in. And I found that there are seven common denominators of this experience, and one of them is instantaneous healing of really chronic illnesses and that's what happened to me so it was a very um, powerful experience and I'm not the same person anymore so I, I can't I don't look at life in the same way as anymore anymore after having that
1: experience. I'm not surprised I mean <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty life-changing moment yeah um, it was
0: it was that was the before the, you know my life is all about before that and after that it was like two, two
1: so what minutes. what's changed and how everything, do you think jo,
0: everything <laughs> has changed my whole perspective of life and being a human on this planet has changed you know I came out with like a new version of operating software for my for my brain, and I for realized, the better. Yeah, I lost all fear, for example, mm. and I realised that we worry about silliest things. You know, mm. when you go up there and you see this, what I saw was everything is one, and we're told that by the gurus. But I didn't understand it. But I saw that that we are all connected. So it makes no sense for me to say you know, I hate this group because their beliefs are X, Y, Z, or their sexuality is X, Y, Z. It makes no sense. We're all one. Mm. And so it it's it's given me a much bigger perspective on being a human being. And for me, I'm not worried about passing over now. I've seen what it looks like. It's really nice. And you're free. You're out of your body. You don't have pain. It's a really free thing. Um And I know this kind of topic freaks a lot of people out, but it's true and it's happened to me. So I'm going to start talking about it.
1: (laughs) I don't, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would be utterly fascinated. It's a great topic for a book to have more of an understanding about what's the infinite possibility of what happens after we we leave this um, beautiful planet.
0: One of the main things that dropped out, and this happens to a lot of, well, a lot of the people who have this experience of near-death... Um, is that you, you, when you can't, you have a choice to come. I had a choice to come back. Uh, I'm a single mum, got a boy, and he needs me. Mm. So I was, I had the choice to come back. I said, Yeah, I'm coming back. And I came back um, and, and left my fear behind. And that has changed my life. Mm. So not live in fear, not be fearful
1: of things. It's just gorgeous. I think fear is the number one cop blocker of our, all of our dreams at the moment. She's it's like, like I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. And, you know, when we are panicking about not being good enough, not wanting to put ourselves out there, not wanting to allow ourselves to be free to create, that's when, you know, we're not going to proceed with our big, you know, big hopes for this year. I don't give,
0: Mm. I don't care what people think Mm. anymore. Mm. I just do what I want to do. Not in a selfish way, but in a kind giving way. You know, Mm. I just like to live my
1: life. And I'm not worried about um yeah it sounds like you almost had a lobotomy really basically Mm -hmm. your brain was completely replaced with a new one Mm -hmm. that's completely rewired the software is completely reinstalled the viruses are gone and everything's basically sorted itself out magically proper reboot (laughs) (laughs) well none of us are going to be able. able to have that um experience but you know the lessons that we can take from that i think are you know, also in terms of like the the chemistry of creativity and how do we develop the kind of habits that encourage the dopamine, yeah. the serotonin, the Dora, Dora something or other. There's some wonderful names of these chemicals that I made a little jot down earlier when I was looking into this. And I think, you know, they are magical Phenolithamine, which I didn't know anything about. The coordinator of brain chemistry It gets released when you relax, which I thought yeah. was an amazing thing. Yeah. And when you have fun and when you feel good about yourself yeah. and your abilities. Now, for me, that's got to be number one of, like you know, trying to re-empower ourselves this year and really believe in ourselves as creators and I think that's you know the number one thing that's not only going to chemically alter our you know existence and belief network it's like it's something that's actually going to physically Mm -hmm. re-inspire us Mm -hmm. to actually get the show on the road this year which I think is It's bloody hard work, let's face it. (laughs) I'm experiencing it just as much as the next man. Even thinking about doing this interview today, I was like, I can't do that. I can't even speak. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just completely checked out. I'm all over the shop. So thank you for agreeing to do this today. But I think, you know, there are so many things that we can actually physically do to get those chemicals fired back up. That change our perception of like who we are and what we're capable of.
0: Well, that's why I wrote the Art of Creativity. It's seven. There's seven steps I've written down on how to get into the flow. When you get into the flow, you feel great. You know, it's that thing when time flies and you don't. You don't even notice time. Um, and it's things like changing your brainwave state into more calm, more relaxed. Go walking in nature. Do things that are fun. Dance. Sing laugh all of these things are great ways to send signals to the whole of your body that you're cool everything's good mm-hmm. everything's good and then you can relax then your body's relaxing and as you relax then the firing can happen of, of the creativity you can get into it and it works the other way around if you just start with some doing something that's creative and then you get lost in it and then you create a calmer space and start relaxing, so it can help you get into a much better mm-hmm. and more uh, useful space. So this book is about really, is the seven Habits to get creative. Mm-hmm. And if you do these things, give us you know, another one. What else have you got in there? <laughs>
1: what do you, Oh yeah, another, so, another, yeah, of the seven arts of yeah. basically crafting this this. You know, re empowerment.
0: Well, I um I gave meditation a whole chapter mm. and talked a lot about David Lynch mm. and the the power of meditation to make you creative because it really, really does. And um giving to others th- things like this really helps get you into a flow state mm. and being able to really think about ideas and put them down and lose it and, and not being worried about again this topic of not being worried about what people think just get your creative on It doesn't mm-hmm. matter it's you're doing it for you mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not wanting to necessarily get a painting ha- hanging in the Tate gallery it's about putting paint on paper or making a track if you want to make music or whatever it is mm-hmm. just get on with that and that will take you into flow space and that'll take you into Feeling creative—it's a great feeling.
1: Mm. And lastly, I just want to talk about your your podcast, which, um, as we said, that that Gavin kindly helped you with. Um, and I think you know it's a great series. It's obviously got some amazingly big, lovely, sexy names on it, which helps. But I think you know, as as we just said about the Ricky Lake episode, it's like you know you just kind of just went straight into each of those episodes and got into some really, you know nitty-gritty subjects which I think you know are really really relevant at this moment in time Um, but I feel like how did you you know you said the inspiration was to was chatting to Jasmine um, but you know when you actually physically started to actually make that podcast series like when you were in that flow of making it how were you how are you feeling in that at that time
0: well Feeling, I was feeling great. I mean, put me in front of a mic. I'm in my happy place. I'm no you. way. I'm I, don't believe you. You. I love it. <laughs> I love talking. It's a lot easier. I mean, I'm a writer properly as my official <laughs> title, but it's a lot easier to talk than to write because I can see here uh-huh. for half an hour. We can bam, 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 talk about really great stuff. Uh, and, and then if I have to sit down and write, it's a different part of my brain and I have to kind of put different uh, different sort of discipline into it. So um, it helped with my podcast series. I knew everybody and I, they were friends. And remember, I had um, um, a celebrity agency, so I, I was... Working with a lot of really famous people for for a long time, I got to know them really well, so it was very easy to mm. to do it. But I'd also been I'd done a lot on media with different radio things and talks and and so on. So and I'd been helping uh, other people learn how to uh, do TV or do radio and this sort of thing, which helps. Um, and I just think, be yourself if you're thinking of doing a podcast. Be yourself, mm. and We all have a unique angle on life. We all have things that are really interesting to other people. I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome that people feel like, oh, what have I got to say? People won't be interested in what I've got to talk about. Well, that's not true. Everybody that you come across in life has something really interesting under the bonnet. You just have to ask the right questions. So you do. And when you ask the right questions or ask some good questions and genuinely lean in and be curious and interested about that person, you will find amazing things. I mean, we've already talked about some big old things in my life that I don't go around sharing every moment, but we were were open in our conversation. So I think it's showing up with an open heart and without judgment to someone else, you know, so that you don't really mind what they're saying and it's not judging it as oh this isn't interesting enough don't worry about that just Mm. get into the conversation and everyone has in their life really interesting things to share Mm.
1: that's the that's the thing to remember But I think, you know, a lot of people get held back, as you said, by this concept of like imposter syndrome or not being interesting enough. And, Mm. you know, everybody's got a story to tell. And I think storytelling is the number one, you know, creative tools of our time. And it's it's the thing that's going to transport us and, and enable us to transcend our own misery. If that's where some people are at, it's a really great way to, you know, talking about yourself, sharing your stories, listening to the stories of others, sharing those stories brings... A multitude of joy and storytelling is not uh just limited to now
0: it began at the beginning we've always told stories as human beings we've always written stories and, and learned through fables through fairy tales and so on it's how we learn and uh, the archetype of a storyteller you know it's how we interact every you know if, if we meet a friend for coffee How are you doing? And we'll start sharing stories. That's just how we do it. That's how we share information.
1: Gossiping or stories?
0: Well, you know, (laughs) gossiping isn't so much fun. It's also not good for you. It it doesn't make you feel good and it's not enriching. But if you're sharing real stories, um, that's the way that we package up our emotions and trade with other people this information. So when we get into telling our stories or getting someone to tell their stories to you, you're in this um, interaction and very interesting trade of of information between each other, and that's how you you get to know each other. It's how you get to learn. You learn who you are. You learn how the other people are, and uh,
1: it's it's just a great way to to swap info mm. through stories. Absolutely, and I think you know, I just would love to know lastly, we talked about your um inspiration for the Art of Creativity book that you put out last summer. Um, but how did you get off the starting block with your first book, the the Instructions for Happiness? What was the what was the inspiration for that one? Yeah. How did you get into your flow and why did you start writing books? Yeah. Well it started with Paul McKenna, actually, <laughs> the hypnotist.
0: He I worked with him for um for years, running his training business and we were teaching neuro-linguistic programming with Dr. Richard Bandler, who invented NLP. So I got to learn a lot through those guys about hypnosis, mind tech, and so on. And Paul's larger than life. You know, we go out and have hysterical lunches, and there was a lot of famous people coming in and out the door, Robbie Williams and Russell Brand and stuff. They were all, you know, they were all part of this thing. And um, we had great times. And we uh, often, we go out and have a big lunch and come back and go, and Paul would say, oh, darling." Um, um, we've got to finish this thing for, the finish this book. I, I ended up, you know, a couple of times picking up the book that he was writing and doing a, some work on it one afternoon because there was a deadline or something. Mm. Then I realised, hey, this isn't rocket science, actually. Mm. I can do this. And I realised I was quite a good writer. And I'd also grown up in a PR agency where you had to fire out press releases really fast. So I got used to writing fast. Mm. And so I, I, I wrote a few bits for him and they ended up in print and suddenly I realized I could write a book and then I worked out that um he went off to LA with Simon Cowell and uh I was left (laughs) back in the UK I was like now what do I do and I just started I just realized working with all these celebrities um I got very interested in what is happiness because a lot of people had all the fame all the fortune top of their game and behind the scenes when I was with them I realized they're not happy Mm. and yet they have all this money all this glamour all this fame and can call on anything like this but mm. it it didn't make them happy so that made me wonder what is happiness and that got me on the the trail and the the, the journey of looking mm. at what is happiness and I just started writing this book and I kind of channeled it it's the best book I've ever written it's got in there the answers to everything mm. is for me it's a genius book and I really hope I get it re, I it out again maybe in a different format but I wouldn't really change anything it's like a man the brief was a manual for your mind how to run your mind like you use a car manual to fix Mm -hmm. the car this is a mind manual and uh many people write to me I get letters every week from people saying this book has changed my life it's the it's the is the biggest impact book I've ever read and um I'm very proud of that book and uh instructions for happiness and success is about um understanding that you what happens in your mental realms and that your thoughts like if you're throwing a thought at me right now mm. it has its own energy and I can feel that and I it, it makes a difference so the quality of our thoughts that we throw to each other have an energy uh marker on them it, 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 I won't go into getting too complex, but it basically, it gives you a really deep insights into how the brain works, but in a very light and easy to read way. And I think I got that. I think mm-hmm. I, I, I nailed it in that
1: respect. You did. And I actually bought that for my mum for Christmas did because um, she is a little bit swampy in her mind at the moment with everything that's happening. She's a little bit older. And you know I think the older generation that aren't aware that our thoughts are not reality mm-hmm are unable to disconnect, as you said, from the news channel, from everything that's being told to us about what's happening. And yeah, they're just going down and down and down. And I thought, you know, I didn't want it to be the kind of gift where I'm like, oh, I think you might need to read this. It was more like, oh, there you go, Mum, found this book really fascinating. And it is, it's, it's amazing. I love the illustrations, very easy to read, but very intelligently crafted in terms of the way that you know it explains as you said a manual for how to operate you know the mad monkey upstairs yeah. who frankly and it's bright
0: yellow you know it's got lots of pretty
1: colors it's all color <laughs> so coded. is your other book there's a theme, <laughs> yeah, there, no, no, it's a theme. There's, there's a there's a lot thing. of creativity is yellow yeah yeah happiness is yellow yeah. creativity is yellow I'm gonna not gonna break into a Coldplay song, but I think you know yeah. this has been a really lovely chat to hopefully give uh, you know anyone that might still be watching on Instagram, but also you know the people on the Reset Rebel and people in general just that little lift for January mm-hmm. because I think it does feel like I'm just struggling to get my fingernails on the on the first rung of the ladder well, to I peek wanted, my I head above say, the parapet.
0: One thing that people can can hold on to as a as a good thought is that wherever you are right now in your mm-hmm. life, high feeling low, whatever, mm. you have everything inside yourself to move that, move it up. Mm. You can change. And you know what? It doesn't take a long time, actually. It's mm. going to happen really, really fast. So you do the work and aim where you want to go mm. and you can get there. It's just really being clear with yourself about where you want to go
1: mm.
0: and it's doable. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your skills, mm. you can do it. If you're a human being and you can breathe, you can do it.
1: There you go. You heard it live from Susie Pearl. That's it. (laughs) None of that disbelieving out there. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been um, really lovely to have this conversation and to, you know, hopefully going to make this into a a first um, Wednesday of every month to have a little creativity chat with um, someone as wonderful as you are. So thank you for joining us. And yeah, if you want to check Susie's work out, the Art of Creativity and the instructions for happiness and your Patreon page. Yeah,
0: it's all on my website, suzypearl.com. And uh, the books are downloadable as e-versions. And uh, yeah, join me on Patreon. I do really nice coaching calls and do a lot more on the kind of things that we've just talked about. So yeah, I'd love to see you there. So thank you, Joe, for having me.
1: Thank you for coming. See you soon. Reset It's
0: the reset It's the reset Reset Rebel
1: Coming to you every day